to the Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow. I wanted to create a space where artists could come together and encourage all of humanity through the arts. So welcome to that space. For more information, to follow my journey and the journey of all of our artists, visit andreintheflow.com and lovecityarts.org. Please enjoy today's episode and thanks for listening. mom, podcaster, entrepreneur, creative, designer, event planner. These are just some of the titles worn as a badge of honor by Shay Oliver Wright. Shay is a public relations professional having spent the past 15 years in the corporate realm spearheading internal and digital communications for the financial services and retail industries. And if that isn't enough, you can also catch her with her favorite guy, her husband William, on what parenting is really like in 2018 being a millennial parent on their weekly podcast, available on iTunes at Two Cool Parents Podcast. And because there aren't enough hours in the day, she most recently started the Vine and Verse Book Club, a virtual and in-person book club celebrating literacy and promoting inspiring discussion topics for women of color. She resides in Cherry Hill, New Jersey with her husband, William, and their two children, London and Christian. Join me now in episode 18 of the Love City Arts Podcast with Shay Oliver Wright as we discuss finding love and peace, letting life move you, her battle with postpartum depression, turning your passion into profit, and so much more. Today's episode, we have Shay Oliver Wright. She is a wife, a mom, a podcaster, entrepreneur, creative designer, and event planner based in New Jersey. She is a long, long, long time friend of mine. And I'm so grateful to have you, Shay, on the show today. Woo, thank you. I'm so, so glad. Here. You said before we started that this was a long time in the making and I don't want to date us too much um, but I think we right dangerous dangerous I think that Mm -hmm. I think we've known each other for let me do the math here this is 2018 Uh, let's just say it's been over a decade it's been well (laughs) it's been well over a decade like well over it kind of makes me feel like old lady-ish Okay, so a solid decade. <laughs> 365 times 10. How about that? A decade is some change. A decade is some change. A decade-ish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Long enough to know that the love is real. Um, you've always been the kind of entrepreneur and friend and creative that I could reach out to, whether it be on Facebook or social media or a phone call and just say, hey, girl, this is something that's going on in my life. We've been creatives for as long as we've known each other. And what do you think? And your insight's always amazing. Well, thank you. Oh, <laughs> listen, blush away. Um, the uh, in the opening of this episode, oh, I mentioned all of the things that you're involved in: your wife, mom, 
podcaster, entrepreneur, uh, and the list goes on and on. I want to start off the episode with talking about what holding all of those hats means to you. Oh, yeah. Just dive right in, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, why, 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 why deal in the kiddie pool? Let's just go on. Let's just go on into the 15 feet where the diving board yes. is. Well, you know, it's, it's really a badge of honor. Um, you know, some of those roles um, I've amassed just because they're passion projects, like being a podcaster. Um, I podcast with my husband. We have a weekly podcast called Two Cool Parents. Um, we broadcast on, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, um, wherever you get your favorite I, you know, I podcast from, we're, you know, broadcasting live just about weekly. Um, we may skip a week here and there because, duh, we're parents. That's it. Uh, <laughs> but really, like I said, it's a badge of honor, you know. Um, I've been um, a public relations professional. I went to school for PR and I've been doing that for about 15 years, um, you know, just kind of making my footprint, making my ways. And then I kind of decided like, yeah, no, this this nine to five, this corporate nine to five is just not me anymore. <clears throat> you know, um, I can't say it was like a complete revelation because I've always felt this way since I was a little girl. Um, I've loved, I have two, three entrepreneurs in my family. Um, one owns a hair salon. One owns a printing press and the other one owns, um, well, owned a daycare. She's now since sold it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, and these are my aunts and uncles and they have worked tirelessly, worked hard, but they provided for their family. And I wanted that same, you know, aspect. I love that they could just, they weren't a slave to the corporate nine to five, you know, and it was so so Because you had that example, you were like, "This, Mm -hmm. this is possible for me too. Absolutely. And seeing my black aunts and uncles killing it, crushing it, you know, made all the difference um, for a little black girl growing up in, you know, Richmond, Virginia, where we hail from. That's our hometown. (laughs) Um, And I always like to say, you know, owning something that is uniquely yours is my passion. And I'm excited that I can now make that reality profitable for me and my family. Um, so not just doing passion projects, but doing something that I'm actually equally passionate about that makes money, that earns income for my family. I started L Alexandria. I'm named after my daughter. Her name is London. And so we call her L. But I kind of changed it to the French version. Yes, yes. One of two kids. Um, I also have a son, Christian. Um, and, you know, I just really wanted to start creating a space in the digital sphere for creatives, whether they be artists, um, entrepreneurs kind of starting out on their own, or maybe they're just, you know, reimagining themselves. And it's like, you know what, I've created this older space. Now I want to, you know, a modern, fresh twist on it. And so, you know how hard it is. There's so many companies out there that'll turn around a website or claim that they will, you know, in four to five days, it's very kind of, boxy it's not customized Mm. i just wanted to be able to share my talents with other people so that's why i created l alexandria Um, i love it i love it i'm going to i'm going to pivot off of that and just talk uh, or pause and speak about something that you just said about that 
something that you give to your clients, but it's something that's essential for all of our lives, um, the reimagining of one's life. And since you've mm-hmm. been a wife and a, a mom and a podcaster and you've worn all these hats in your life, I would imagine that you've had to reimagine yourself over and over again. And I want to ask you, like, where did you find the courage to reimagine your own life? Um, well, I'll be honest with you. Um, after my son was born, um, he's just a year old, well, a little bit over a year. Um, but there is something called post postpartum depression in mothers. Mm-hmm. And for those who are mothers who may be listening out on the podcast, this is very true and very serious. Um, I went through a depression spell right after I had him. Unfortunately, I was a slave to the nine to five. I had to go right back to work six weeks after having him. So is that a contributor? Had- is that how this comes about or one of the ways in which it comes about? Well, I don't know if it's always this in every case, Mm. but I know I felt pressure to just jump right back in, you know, and Mm. get right back to normal life. My job depended on it, you know, household bills depended on it. And so I literally just was like, great, I had a baby, I'm back to work. What I didn't realize was I never allowed myself time. Having a child is a big change, physically, emotionally, you know, financially. And I never allowed myself to go through kind of like each stage of that process. Mm. Just literally jumped back into work. Um, I had him in uh, July and I was back to work in September. Whoa. And it's a busy season. I worked in the retail industry. And if anybody knows, that stretch from September to December is the busiest time of year for retail. That means no days off, blackout date, you're working, you know, 15 hours a day. Um, and I suffered. And so a lot of that whole transformation process came out of that time period where my husband looked at me one day and was like, babe, I think there's something wrong. And to have that partner that can be so open and honest and transparent with you and say, you know, babe, it's not you. Let's take it together. Yes. Shout out to your buddy. What's your buddy's name for the listeners? Hey, boo. That's my husband, Will. <laughs> yes, yes. And so he kind of speaking, like talking you through it, he kind of being a cheerleader on your side, not kind of, but actually being a cheerleader yeah. on your side gave you the courage to just reimagine your, your life. Absolutely. And, and gave me the space to do it. Gave space. me the space to do it, which was, you know, um, I remember from my birthday, it was at December. Um, shout out to all my fadges. Um, yes. He was like, you know, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I really don't know. You know, I'm not, I'm a material girl, but not in a material world. Okay. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, I said, you know, I really just want to get better. I want to get healthier. I want to live better. Um, So together we went on a vegan diet. Um, We journaled. Uh, We did exercising. And the best part about it was he held me accountable. I held him accountable. Getting your body right was the first step. Getting my mind right. Just he would talk to me every day. Babe, what's going on? What are you thinking about? Because in that time of depression, you have such negative thoughts, you know, harming yourself, harming your child, harming, you know, things like that. It's a, that's why, um, you know, postpartum depression for mothers is so severe because a lot of that can happen 
you know, and then a negative outcome happened with you, yourself or your children. Um, and so he would just kind of take my temperature every morning and just make sure we prayed together, we laughed together. And then we did fun things. We went and got out of the house. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I had to be 100% mom. I let go of the reins a little bit. And then I got let go from my job. <laughs> uh, like, like as a result, I mean, could you think that could have been a byproduct of you loving yourself or was it just circumstantial? I think it was circumstantial. So um, the, uh, the time, the reason why I had to go back was our company was going through a merger. Uh, I mean, if anybody has been through a corporate merger, sometimes you're on the good side and sometimes you're on the not so good side. Um, so our company flushed out all of the old, all of us who previously worked there and decided to go in a different direction. So a bunch of us were let go. Wow. And let's talk about like how that was a blessing in disguise for you. Cause I mean, there's a lot of listeners who may be going through similar, I am doing the air quotes right now here at the mm-hmm. studio, uh, the upsets of life or the derailments of life and they think that this is going to be like this is going to end me i'm I'm finished i'm done um talk to the listeners about how uh your derailment was was different it was um so i need to add one more note in there my husband lost his job two weeks before i lost mine so So this isn't uh, just a derailment. This is like a full-on, like... Full-on crash. like Collision. Collision course. Wow. Um, and the best part about it was we got to become best friends. We got to love each other as a family. You know, I think there is something special about being able to spend time with your children. We had the luxury of time. If we wanted to, you know, we could go take a drive to the shore at 10 o'clock in the morning. I could be that that mom that, you know, picks her child, drops her child off at daycare, fixes breakfast, you know, and for the first time, truly be a mom, not a working mom, but just mom. Okay, no, wait. There for my children. Wait, there's, there are some listeners that are like, wait, your husband lost his job two weeks before you lost your job, and now you're calling this a, a luxury moment of time? Like, how did you mm-hmm. get there? So... I'm glad you brought that up because um, I love one of your um, your pre-questions that you asked, mm-hmm. which was, um, I think it was, what is your definition of love or how do you look at love? Yeah, what is love to you? What is love to you? And I think you really don't find answers to those type of questions until you go through something. Mm-hmm. Um, when my husband first lost his job, I knew I had to be his strength. And so I never blamed him. I never, you know, got bad at him. I said, all right, I'm working. I'm still working full time. You know, I'll, I'll cover it. We were blessed in that way that my, my, my paycheck would cover all of our household bills. Mm. So his income was always surplus. Yeah. Um, but once I lost my job, I found peace. And that's what love is to me. Love is peace. Love is there's there's nothing quite like I can't really explain it, but it's just that still moment where you just find quiet, you center yourself, you find Mm. love. And we found love together at almost the exact same time, two weeks apart. And we realized that this journey that we were going on 
would have its ups and downs, would have its trials and tribulations. But out of this, out of this somewhat seemingly negative experience, we found amazing moments. We took our first trip to um, to New York, where your mm. studio is. We went to the mm. Brooklyn Bridge down to Dumbo and let the kids run in the park. <laughs> you know, like it's simple things like that that we took for granted because honestly, I couldn't take a day off. I was working that hard. The golden handcuffs were just that that tight Absolutely. and tied. You know, it's frowned on if you take a, a day off. Heaven forbid, you know, when you have children, you have to take them to doctor's appointments. I'm racing back from the doctor's appointment just to make sure I'm back in the office so I can, you know, log in. As soon as you log in, your time logs in. And that's, you know, what they hold you accountable for. So that slave wow. to that clock just I think it honestly for three years because um, we moved to New Jersey um, from DC three years ago. I think I was literally handcuffed. I didn't realize it until the handcuffs came off. Sometimes life, um, because you won't move yourself, life moves you. Say that one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> yes, yes, say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> um, sometimes with life, Life, if you don't move, life will move you. Mm. And what that means is I was in a job that was stressful. I was in a job that was demeaning. I was in a job that, um, you know, my talents definitely weren't used for the best. Um, I had a job with no growth potential. Literally, my boss told me that this is it. Like, there's nothing else for me to do. He couldn't even tell me how to do my job. Um, wow. There was no, um, you know, when you go through mergers, things happen, stresses happen, and things come in the company and kind of it just falls on whoever's lap is left. And I was one of the last people that was left. So you can imagine doing 16 different people's job, and yet you're still being told to do, you know, your, your job that you got hired for every single day, plus, you know, the 16 other jobs. With no upward mobility. With no upward mobility. And so I think life eventually said she's had enough. She's had enough. Let's break the chains. So the chains get broken, and now you get an opportunity to be creative. You get Now the universe <clears throat> gives you uh, all levels of thickness of brushes and a huge palette of color and says, go paint. And what I stumbled. I didn't and, know what to do. Oh. I um, I had a failing event business. Um, what I mean by failing was um, I was still successful, but I brought my business with me from D.C. when I moved to Jersey. You know, I had established it and set it up in D.C. The majority of my clients were in D.C. And so it became cumbersome because I had I kept going back down to D.C. I never really was able to get an inroads into the Philadelphia, New Jersey market. And so I decided to sell it. And that was the first thing I wanted to do. And I said, you know what, I'm going to sell it. And, you know, this is what it'll be. I had no plans to do anything else. But, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways. Come on. So the lady that I was going to sell it to was like, well, why don't we go into business? Because I'm a designer. I'm an event designer. And you're an event planner. So just for those folks who are listening, 
Be careful who you get when you're planning your wedding or an event. A lot of times your planner is the one who's doing all of the, um, you know, the schedules. They're talking to your vendors. They're coming up with the timelines. They're keeping everything on track, paying the bills. The designer is the one who puts it all together, who, as you know, most people like to say, who color in the brush strokes. Mm. And so those are your centerpieces, your accents, you know, your to make the whole thing come together, the details. Um, and so you want to have a, you want to find a planner that's good at both. Well, what I was finding was I was lacking a designer and she was lacking a planner. Mm. And so we merged our businesses together, which is um, now it's called With Joy Events, LLC. Um, and I'm the senior partner. Yes. Come on, senior partner. Come on, senior yes. partner. So not, not failing, but failing up. Yes. An, an interesting turn of events. Because what it allowed me to do was still do the things that I love to do, but have a team. We now have a team under us. So there's, I'm training junior designers and junior planners how to do weddings and events. So there's and a mentorship me, component. Exactly. I never thought I would be used in that way. But well, now listen, I'm training. I, I, I knew you'd be used in that way, but it, it <laughs> takes time to kind of step in that direction and allow the universe to just push you and kind of poke you it sometimes does. into that direction. It does. What do you and love because, about, oh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and because, you know, I was in a space where I was at peace, I was at love with myself. I had gotten over my hurdles from postpartum depression. Mm. I was accepting for the universe's change. I learned to look at that change, not in a negative way, but in a positive way. Wow. Wow. And And what do you think about, uh, I call it the lens, basically like glasses, you know, we all have glasses that we put on in the morning. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about just the ones that allow me to see in front of my face. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. Some mornings I pick up the glasses that are like, oh Lord, why do I have mm-hmm. to go in here today? And then some days I'm like, oh, thank you Lord for another day. Um, how did you switch your lenses? I don't think I ever took them off, honestly. I think in the back of my head, my creativeness, I I had pushed aside and made it dormant for Mm. so long that it was just bursting to come through. And I'm still a planner, so I'm still organized. I'm still very, you know, confident in the things that I do. But I'm still much more, um, I'm much more now able to see, like you said, the creativeness. I can see the colors. I can see the vividness. I can see that there are opportunities, which is why I came in the middle of the night, decided to create L. Alexandria, the um, design company that I created because I just needed to get it out. It's in me and I needed to get it out. I needed to share it with the world. Like you said, I needed to share it with people who needed a platform, but didn't want to have to pay so much for a BS, you know, basic website that won't do them anything. I'm teaching them about traffic. I'm teaching them about, um, you know, hashtags, why it's important, cross, um, cross branding on different platforms, why it needs to be symmetrical. Mm. Things that, you know, as business owners and artists, 
they're not necessarily thinking about. They're just like, I just want to put it out there and people to love me. Well, there has to be some intuition behind it. There has to be some intent as well. And so I'm the intent behind your platform. I know that you love it so much. Uh, You were talking about how L. Alexandra came up for you in like the middle of the night. You and I often text (laughs) at two, three o'clock in the morning (laughs) when inspiration hits. And I think people ask me all the time, like, why are you up at two or three in the morning when you knew you had to be back at work at nine or 10 the following day? Like it is a love and a passion for Mm -hmm. this work that, that allows us to bounce ideas in the way that you and I do. Um, through WhatsApp, I want to talk about that love that you bring to L. Alexandria and all of your other uh, projects and work. Do you think that that's something that's just naturally in you, or do you think that it's something that you have to just uh, constantly cultivate and bring up? A little bit of both. So, you know, my mom was my strongest example of love. You know, I'll be honest, I wasn't the easiest child. Um, I was challenging, bold, you know, daring. Um, But the way she showed me how to cultivate my creativity was to put it in a way that, you know, was always be positive, Shay, be uplifting. And what you put out in the universe will come back. Mm. And so she used that language. Yes. Yes. My mom, she's a, my mom's an English teacher. Oh, uh, for 32 years because everybody's um, mama isn't saying what you put out into the universe shay will come back to you so i'm like whose mama was this like like your mama is a too so <laughs> she speaks in universe terms i think she like her and the universe are like one they're sisters i always say I that love it yeah and so she said this to you and it it sunk in it did and just being able to, you know, and then, of course, my dad being um, Mr. Profitability was like, well, if you're going to be doing all that, then you might as well make a profit for it. <laughs> so I have, you know, mom's creative energy, creative juices that probably were just born out of me being born. Um, and my dad's very um, analytical way of seeing things. I don't want to say just always it's a profit. No. But if you have a passion, if you have something that you love to do, mine is creating things, creating conversation, creating um, websites, creating events. I'm a creator. Um, And so his thing was, if you're going to be able to do this, you've got to be able to support yourself, too. Mm. And so learning how to monetize that, that passion. And that's really what I help my clients with. Like I said, you know. Uh, I'm the intent behind it. Okay, you have this, you know, I have a client who's um, a floral designer. I was going to ask you about one of your projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, Her thing is she just makes great flowers and she expects people to find her. (laughs) And I'm like, honey, you live in South Jersey. Nobody's going to find you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you have to have some intent behind it, but you have to be deliberate when you do it. And so helping, you know, kind of helping them get out of their shell a little bit. Because, you you know, I'm a marketing girl, too. You got to push a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's your baby, you hold it real tight, real close. You got to be willing to, you know, have somebody else give you an objective objective opinion 
um, mm. to push you in the right way. Because you want to be successful. You want to be profitable. I mean, nobody does entrepreneurship because they just want to work more hours and you know, <laughs> slave at two o'clock in the morning, which is what we're doing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they want to be able to, you know, say, all right, I want to go to Miami this week and be able to take off and go to Miami. What would you tell the entrepreneur that's that's like him and Hine and kind of like they have that idea, but they they're just not sure that they want to like push in the direction of of that dream? I'll be honest, not everybody is built for entrepreneurship life because um, <laughs> there 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 are sacrifices. Um, I'm a mom, and so you know my kids have been dragged to meetings my kids have been sat in front of an ipad for 3 hours while i have a business meeting mm. um starbucks is the small business you know meeting boardroom uh my daughter can order a you know an amazing starbucks frappuccino for you she could pronounce she words. can couldn't, couldn't pronounce that five yes <laughs> come on so she'll go in and be like you know i want a low fat no skim whip skinny white grande and I'm just like, man, you know, I did this to her. But can you get that in two so I can get one too? <laughs> yeah. I, like I created I created this situation and yes. double it, please. Exactly. And so, you know, she's fantastic at doing things like that. Um, but I I encourage it because I want her to see how much work goes into it. It's just not the successes. It's about the failures too. You know, my business when I moved here was failing. You know, I was under um, every single month. You know, I wasn't making a profit. So it was cumbersome. It was frustrating. Um, But I learned a lot from it. And I learned that I didn't, when I moved the business, I was just like, oh yeah, I could just move it and do it in Jersey. Well, I never did any market research. I never couldn't make the connections because I was always working nine to five or nine to nine, as I used to say. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, at my, you know, corporate job doing whatever. I had no time. And that's why I said the luxury of time was given to me. And I, I don't take it for granted. I don't take that time um, that I've been unemployed, you know, but professionally for granted. It was probably time for a break. Talking about so the to the gift. entrepreneur that's thinking about it. I would say so do say it. that one more time as an entrepreneur. To the entrepreneur that's thinking about it, do it. See if it's something you can really do. But do it with intent and do it with purpose. And then the other thing I would say is grab you two or three good friends. Number one, you need a great lawyer who can write great contracts. <laughs> Come on. Contracts on. save you all the monies in the world. <laughs> so you don't get sued. That's important. Um, and then the second thing is you need to hire myself or Andre for your marketing. Cause, uh, hey! uh, you, didn't, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have, you didn't have to do that. Um, but, but, but do that. Listeners yes, do that. Do that. Do that. <laughs> like, like Shay didn't have to do that, but you listeners <laughs> do, do that. that. Um, because I mean, both of us, um, and I'll co-sign that. Thank you, Shay. Um, I'll, I'll co-sign that by saying that we are just so passionate about people. Um, it's not really, I mean, it's, it's about the, the geeking out of things and like, how does this graphic look? I mean, you hit me up like a, 
we're going to talk about this new thing, this new thing, because there's always a new thing coming out of your oh. office. Um, <laughs> but you, yeah, but you and I were going back and forth about um, your new thing that we're about to talk about. She's about to talk about a new thing, y'all. I'm about to tell you about this new thing. Uh, and we're going back with these graphics um, about it. And it's wonderful because while we do want to be uh, successful and productive and, uh, and, and gain a resource in the form of doll hairs, um, yes, doll from hairs. This, um, at the heart of it is this need to connect that florist in South Jersey with the person that needs her flowers. Absolutely. And this, this somebody's this, looking for her. So definitely. Yeah. Without, Somebody without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You know what else someone's looking for? Someone else is looking for um, a wonderful opportunity um, to pair. You know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to talk about it. What, what are they looking for right now that you're working on? Um, I'm working right now with an author. So I'm not just, you know, small businesses or uh, entre- entrepreneurs. Um, to me, an author can be an entrepreneur as well. Um, you know, this person that I'm working with is unique because his entire perspective is really about changing the social commentary that we have about Black people specifically, or people of color, I should say, and the stigma against mental health. Um, what I mean by that is we are conditioned in everything that we do to suppress our Black heritage. Wow. Um, We code switch at work. You know, we switch up the way we talk, the way we dress when we get to a certain, you know, level of establishment. We Mm. whitewash our kids. We send them to the best schools in the suburbs instead of the inner city schools. Um, You know, we try to strip away all of the blackness that makes us who we are because we want to assimilate. Mm. We want to be um, whether consciously or subconsciously, we do it. And so there's this thing that happens right around middle school, which is we learn to our, our identities, our identities and who we are start to form. And that's kind of the pivotal age that he's targeting through his books. Um, he's working on a three-part series. The first one just launched. Um, and He's really trying to grasp that age group, the middle school age group, when you're formulating your ideas and start talking to them about, you know, the importance of loving yourself, the importance of taking pride in your culture, the importance of being who you are and accepting who you are, because everything in our society tells us to strip it away. I thought that was so powerful. I was drawn to that, and that's why I wanted to work with him. So amazing. So amazing. In addition to that, I want to tell everyone about Vine and Versus Book Club. Yay! So guys, I'm a geek on the low, okay? Like, I I geek out. I read all kinds of books. I love fantasy books. Um, It kind of just helps me, like, my mind to just go somewhere else. Other than, you know, the day-to-day mundane things that we have to do and tackle. Um, uh, And so I wanted to establish kind of like a modern-day book club. So I 
just threw it out there on Facebook and was like, hey, anybody interested? I got 15 people already who have signed up. I um, love it. For a virtual and in-person, because I will host here in my house um, for those who are local to come on over. And we're celebrating literacy, promoting, you know, kind of like inspiring discussion topics. And all of this is to promote just, not just women of color, but people of color. Um, you know, promote authors, promote um, dreamers, you know, things like that to prom- to help people understand that the written word is still amazing. It's still inspiring. And there's some power behind a good book. There is, there is. And so what will that look like? How do people jump into this? Sure. So I'm on Instagram, of course, at Vine, that's V-I-N-E and the word and verse. Um, and I came up with Vine and Verse because I, I love unwinding the day with a good book and a glass of wine. I'm not a book and coffee kind of girl. I'm a book and wine kind of girl. Um, so Vine is a play off the word wine. And of course, a verse is a good, you know, a good line in a book. So Vine and Verse underscore book club on Instagram. Um, you can just DM me from there and um, I'll get you set up with what we're currently reading. We meet on the second Sundays um, virtually. Um, I'm still working out the kinks on how we're meeting up virtually, but <laughs> uh, I'm going to partner with Andre on a couple of things to help me get settled <laughs> on what app I should use. I got you. Um, thank you, Les. All day. All day. And um, we'll get started and just start discussion topics from there. And then at some point, I would love to put those discussions up online in some sort of like catalog so that people other places can join in on the discussion to start Twitter chats um, and just kind of get excited back about reading. Yeah. And, and more and more importantly, or uh, additionally, reading women of color who are doing mm-hmm. amazing things um, Absolutely. on the planet and the world of literacy. And it's not just, um, you know, I don't want to just limit it to books. You know, if there's a great play, if there's a great, you know, movie or something like that, and we can get the screen right, that would be great, too. Because I feel I, like there's so many women who are in different kinds of writing roles. Women of color um, deserve a platform and a space where they can be seen and people that value that can also appreciate it. Exactly. Exactly. So playwrights, you know, if you're writing for a TV show, we would love to have and see your scripts. Um, so I'm open to having authors join the book club as well. I wanted to go worldwide. I want this to be the best book club like ever, like Oprah's book club. I love it. I love it. Vine and versus book club. Um, I'm excited about what's to come with that. Now, when you're n- yes. So when you're not uh, reading your um, books before bed or winding down and having wine, what other things bring you joy? Um, you know, I, I love just being able to reach out to different people. So I'm always looking for ways to interact with people in different ways, whether that's, you know, going out to an event to network and not just like, oh, here's my business card actually like meeting a person. Like I'm old school. I'm of that generation mm-hmm. where, you know, you put the phone down, you say, hi, my name is Shay. You don't lead with what you do. You say, hi, my name is Shay. You know, what do you do? Where do you live? 
you know, those kind of questions that actually are open-ended questions that can prompt discussion and not just sitting behind my phone. I'm, I didn't grow up in that generation and I know I'm dating myself. Um, <clears throat> I was in high school, I think, before cell phones came out. So, <laughs> um, oh, We both were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And just so we know, you know, I, I did do the math and it's, it's been two decades. We've known each other for two decades. That's, I was about to say, like, that, that math was a little fuzzy at the top of the episode, but I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. (laughs) 10. I'm going to back up because you were like, uh, let's just call it a decade. I was like, oh, maybe this is like touchy here. It's been two decades. Two decades. You're legitimately a lifelong friend. Oh, thank you. And likewise, I've watched you grow and mature and become this amazing person starting this amazing Love City Arts. I think it's great. I'm so honored to be on the call today. Um, I really, to listeners who may be tuning in for the first time, you know, this is definitely one of those podcasts you want to keep listening to. It's one of my top favorites. Um, Really just some great quality um, interviews that you do. So thank you again so much, Andre. That's a plug for you. I see. I saw that plug. Um, Once again, like, (laughs) where do I send the money? Where do I send the cash? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What we were talking about. All that good stuff. Right. In addition, well, in addition to wine and books and Love City Arts podcast, like, what else do you love? Gosh, you know, I'm a Sag, so a good party is always good for me. I love a good holiday party. Um, my friends around here call me, um, uh, what do they call me? Um, Christmas, Christmas Karen or something, because I'm always in, like, a cheerful you know, holiday spirit move. The holidays are my favorite time of year. Um, yes. Tinsel Tanya, that's what it is. Tinsel Tanya is my nickname over here. <laughs> in, the, in, in the burbs? In you're the, the burbs. You're the Tinsel Tanya of I'm the burbs? Tanya of the burbs because I'm always throwing some sort of like a reason to drink wine and talk. <laughs> but, um, you mentioned this earlier in the episode. Um, People are losing that quality of just getting together with a glass of wine um, and just sharing quality time. What do you think that's all about? So listen, I'm just going to, I'm going to put this out there. Brunch is overrated. Brunch is overrated. Dunch is the best. Okay. Wait, 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 (laughs) wait. You all are hearing it first. On the Love City Arts podcast, brunch is overrated. Let it be known everywhere. Hashtag brunch is overrated. Yes. Dunch? What is dunch? The dinner lunch. So it's that time at like 3.34 on a Sunday. You know, when you're just doing absolutely nothing. Mm, mm, Like literally, mm. who does anything at like 4 o'clock on a Sunday? I don't know. Back in the day, that was like prime eating time for black folks. Post-church. Post-church. And so I like to call it dunch. Okay. It's a lunch. It's a heavier lunch. So you go, you know, do your church or do whatever you do. A lot of people have like kids who have, um, you know, lacrosse games and things like that. You could tell I'm in the burbs. I was like, lacrosse? Yes. Lacrosse. Fancy. Okay, cool. So, if, so why don't you pick the kids up from the lacrosse practice of the game? 
then you can go hang out with your girlfriends for dunch and you can talk about, you know, you can have a little kiki. I love it. No, how 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 do the men align with Dunch or or the more you know I won't say masculine energy because that's just not 2018. But like, how do how do the fellas? <laughs> he gets into it. So my husband cooks a lot. He's a um, you know he's a he actually wanted to open a restaurant at one time, and I really do hope he follows his passion um, and opens one because he's very talented with the meats. Um, okay. <laughs> can I say that? Can I say that? He's talented. I mean, <laughs> I, you can look, don't you get me going on this podcast because you know I won't stop. So, yes, he can be talented with the meats. Okay. okay how about this? Take that as you will, he's listeners. A grill master. How about that? That's that's probably okay. that's probably more. <laughs> A grill master. So anything you can think of, he's throwing it on the grill and it comes out amazing, delicious. He comes up with these own his own spices Mm. um, and sauces. Um, And so he really gets into it. And so like by four o'clock, five o'clock, we've got, you know, two or three folks over. We're laughing. We're joking. The kids are having fun. And it's just a good time. It really is. It's become our favorite time. Sunday Dunch. And this is this is as the sun is setting and mm-hmm. we're just really kind of coming into this like energy of night exactly. and everything's cooling down. You've got wine in hand. People are gathered around lots of love and laughter. Yes. We get the fire pit going. The kids can roast marshmallows. You know, it's oh, just I, kind of like, I need my invite. Come on. Now, if you don't mind coming on down to Jersey. <laughs> well, you know what you know us New Yorkers. You know how you know. <laughs> I know how y'all do. If it ain't in the five boroughs, it ain't happening. Oh Lord, don't do me. Don't do me. Don't what do me. You will have a special invitation whenever you come to Dunch. Ah, thank you, thank yeah. you. Tell me before we go about your life mission. Like you told us about all of the hats you wear and all of the the ways in which you. Uh, execute life um let's see i'm counting one two three four five six seven titles that we can that we can name Mm -hmm. um how are all of those influenced by your life's mission um i can tell you this i um you know when i was growing up i i thought my life would be one way i never could imagine that it would be where i am today how did you think it would be like when I was growing up, I really wanted to be like a lawyer or something, I think. Mm, mm, mm. Like just, you know, a stable job kind of, you know, I really just wasn't really sure what to do with the creative energy I had inside. Um, but through it all, I decided that, you know, and then this is just evolution over life. You know, the past 20 years, um, post-graduating from high school, I kind of, reimagined myself multiple times. You know, I went through that quarter life crisis when you're 25 and you're just like, oh my God, what am I doing with life? And then you hit your 30s and something about your 30s, it kind of gels together. Mm. Um, And I don't know what it is about 30s, but it makes sense. Things that you did in your 20s, it makes sense, you know? And now so, you now you'll have to tell me about what that's like because I'm not a podcast. 
I was going to say, and also because I'm not there yet, but that's not true. <laughs> Tell the truth. Shame the devil. I'm there. I'm there. 30s are wonderful. What are they giving you, though? What, if, what You said they gel. So, like. Yeah. So, everything just gelled. Like, um, in the past probably, like, three years, you know, just being able to really own my own who I am, walk in my truth, you know, and be comfortable in my skin. That doesn't mean I don't have good days. I don't have bad days. I'm terribly overworked, but I I love everything that I do. So it doesn't feel like a job. You know, it feels just like I'm having a good time every single day. And now I look at my life with purpose. Like, what is my intent? What am I trying to do in this world? What's my footprint that I want to give? Um, and one of those things is I just want to be able to look back on my life and say I helped somebody. I helped somebody get there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I helped somebody make it. You know, even if I don't reach, you know, the level of success of Oprah, which is, of course, what my goal is. <laughs> yes, yes. I helped somebody else get there, you know, by by being a shoulder. And I know that seems diminutive, but I feel like everything that in, in my life has led me to this moment to just reach back and make sure the next generation is prepared. I have two kids and one of them right now is in the kitchen going through stuff that she knows she shouldn't be. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You, are you going to get her together on a national audience? Because... Uh, no. Going back <laughs> up here, please. Um, <laughs> We we don't gather our children on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Listen, that's you. You're the qualified one. I don't have a chicken or a child anywhere. So don't yeah, we... a child. <laughs> oh my gosh! But really and truly, I I really just want to be able. You know, my like le- my legacy, my building wealth is what I like to say. I'm doing is so that, as Beyonce says, there'll be some more brown children on the Forbes list. You know, wow. I want to be able to make sure that there is a generation that has a platform, that has a space that's not, you know, trying to diminish their blackness, trying to diminish who they are, especially my daughter as a young black girl. She's able to identify herself as a black woman, a strong black woman. Um, and my son, you know, he's growing up in a world where, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that little black boys are killed for Skittles now. Say that. Say yeah. that. Yeah. You know, they're they're mistaken. You know, I think I can't. The thing that gets me the most is, you know, that our children may not make it. They may not make it. We may not make it. But at least there's something for them to stand on, whether it be finances, um, this business, L. Alexandria, this is London's business. She can do with it what she wants with it. I hope it's a million dollar business. So when she graduates, she walks in with a million dollars. Yes. Yes. And bullshit walks, you know? So mm. she, has, she has a platform to stand on. She has the capital to stand on. And that's really the most important part. I understand what my dad was saying to bring it full circle that, you have to be able to monetize yourself because you have to be able to support yourself. And what he really meant was you have to be able to make it profitable so that you can then reach back and help somebody else. 
to encourage that black girl magic and that black boy joy and yeah. whoever else we of any demographic that we touch. And that's the key. That's the key. So if I had to sum it all up, what I want to do or what do I see myself doing? Um, I really just want to make make sure that my children and not just my own, but anybody else's children that I come in contact with can be blessed by me and somehow. Wow. Is that too humbling? That might be too humbling. No, no that, that's, that's a mission with a capital M and with goals like that, you'll never run out of task to do. You'll never, <laughs> you'll never run out of noble and heartfelt work. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, where will you be spreading your love and your mission to uplift next? You know, I haven't thought about it, but I do think that the next thing is um, taking my platform, meaning L Alexandria, the um, Two Cool Parents podcast, and maybe turning everything into its own brand. What I mean by that is kind of like how you have Love City Arts. A lot of things come underneath it. Yes. Um, kind of like how Oprah's name is Oprah. You know, I have the moniker on my own personal social medias of that girl Shay. Yeah. And how I got that that name or came up with that name was, first of all, nobody could pronounce my name. It was Sheila, Sharon, whatever. It's just Shia. Shia. <laughs> yeah. It's Shay. Literally, I'm named after the Shea Stadium in New York. So only people in New York got it. <laughs> um, but there is, I want to figure out a cohesive way to brand all of this um, and funnel it like Oprah does. Literally, she's my icon mm-hmm. um, to just, you know, streamline it so that there's multiple streams of income, but it all ends up in the same bank account. <laughs> Come on. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it seems like the overall theme of this episode has all been uh, has been about uh, how to turn something you love into something that elevates you and brings you prosperity. It does, and that's what I always say: turn your passion project into profitability. You know, you need to be able to, you know, this day and age, have multiple streams of income. And nine to five for a lot of people doesn't hold it down doesn't um, give you everything you need. So you need multiple streams of income and being able to turn your passion projects or even, like you said, that entrepreneur that's not sure, that artist, um, that budding, you know, creative energy, just trying to figure out what to do next. Call Andre and Shay and we'll help you through it, you know? We will, we will get you there. We will get you there. Now, look, I want to thank you again for being on the podcast. Um, this is amazing. Um, it was. And it I, turned out great. See how we, yes. we had so much, so much good stuff to talk about. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I always end... Um, every podcast with three fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, your fill in the blanks are love is. Love is your passion. Joy is. 
pursuing that passion. Oof. Freedom is living that passion. You better, you better preach a whole sermon today. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me a challenge. That was good. I love it. I love it. Look, you accepted that challenge and you knocked it out of the park. Um, thank you so much for living your passion, Shay Oliver Wright, on the planet. And thank you for living your passion here with us today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Seriously. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I want to invite you to like, share, comment, and tweet about this episode. Your comments help me to make this podcast the best that it can be and continue to share the love. Don't forget to pass this episode on to someone that you may know that might need an extra pick-me-up as well. Also, feel free to visit lovecityarts.org. We've got more episodes, monthly giveaways, upcoming in-person events, uplifting blogs, and a book club on the way. Love City exists to uplift artists, the ones that love them, and the inner creative genius in us all. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for another uplifting episode from the Love City Arts Podcast.